good evening. Let's all stand as we worship in song this evening. Thank you for being with us this evening. Song we're singing talks about God's children returning to Him. It says, Praise is rising, and eyes are turning to you. We turn to you. It says, Hope is stirring, hearts are yearning for you. We long for you. Is hear the sound of hearts returning to you, God. We turn to you. And this is in your presence, broken lives are made new. Amen. He may be seated. It's a joy for us to have uh, Pastor Reuben Villarilt with us tonight. Uh, pastor Reuben is the pastor of Thorn Creek Church in Thornton, did I get that right? Colorado. Uh, he walked these halls as a student and went from here to plant that church and God has blessed his ministry abundantly. And it's always a joy to have him back on campus and, and to preach the word of God to us. You're going to really soak it in tonight. Open your hearts to his message. Before he comes, I would ask us to take a moment to pray for, for Dr. Alan Like tonight. Uh, most of you have read about the tragic death of Tom Clements, uh, the Director of Correctional uh, Services for uh, the state of Colorado. Uh, Tom and uh, Alan go way back to when Alan pastored in Columbia, Missouri. Alan was his pastor. And when Tom and Lisa moved to Colorado, uh, they lived with Alan and Marilyn for a bit while they were getting their home ready to, to move into. And uh, tonight, this is just devastating news for, for not only uh, the Clements family, but also friends like Alan and Marilyn like. Alan has been ministering to that family uh, through the day and uh, will continue to do so. And I'd like to take a moment and, and ask us to pray together uh, for this family. Tom Clements was an outstanding Christian man who loved the Lord, loved people, and uh, his death is a tragedy. Let's pray together. Father, we call upon you tonight because we know that you are the wise God, the everlasting God, and you are our Father, whom we can call upon in times like these and trust you to send your Holy Spirit to minister comfort to that family. So Father, tonight we here ask that your Spirit would go and comfort Lisa and those daughters and that family in this terrible time of loss and tragedy and sorrow. And we pray for Dr. Like as he ministers to this family. Give him strength at a time, Lord, when he would need ministering to. You have called upon him to minister your grace so, Father, would you just release an extra 
portion of your grace into Alan Light tonight. Through your spirit we ask this and we thank you. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Welcome Reuben, would you? Well, hello everyone. Good to see your faces. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, my messages at Thorn Creek are typically about 45 minutes long, and it's a miracle that we grow. Um, so uh, there's not a lot of time for, um, you know, um, holding hands, I'm thinking. We just got to get right to it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I appreciate Dr. Grace for giving me this opportunity, and Reverend Nails, and thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here. Every time I come here, it's, a, it's really a special thing. Um, you, <clears throat> I want to just read you Romans chapter 1, verse 1. This is a word that the Lord gave me, and it says this, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Uh, I'm going to read that again because I want us to swallow this verse nice and deep. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Uh, when I first read that, I w my intention was to read the entire chapter of Romans, and the Lord just stopped me in my tracks and, and said, verse 1 is enough for you. <laughs> and it was enough for me. It was plenty enough. Um, let me, uh, you know, I did a little, little study on the word bondservant, and, and it really goes back to uh, Exodus chapter 21. And the Old Testament describes it like this in verse 5. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man, then his master shall bring him to God, then he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him permanently. So, you know, piercing is a biblical thing. You may not know that, but it is. And uh, that's a bondservant. It's someone who says, you know what, I know I could be free, but I'd rather stay here permanently residing under my master, and I'm going to live with him forever. That's what a bondservant is. Now, I'll tell you what, this is one of those verses that I read, and, and it's a very romantic verse when you're reading it, like in the privacy of your home or in a classroom setting. It's not a romantic verse when you go through tough times. It's not a romantic verse when the refrigerator is empty. It's not a romantic verse when you've been hurt. It's not a romantic verse when there's pain. It's not a romantic verse when you've been wronged. And uh, at Thorn Creek Church, um, <coughs> Dr. Graves is right. We, this actually April 20, in just a few weeks, we're going to celebrate 10 years which is amazing. Uh, where we do church up there, it's hard ground. Uh, it's, there's a graveyard of church planters. And uh, I mean, not literally, but I mean, you know, there's just people. Uh, and, um, and we started with three people. Me, my wife, and my two-year-old son didn't know Thornton was on the map, didn't have a parent church, didn't have a core team. We just knew God was calling us to do this, and we were ready to take on hell with a squirt gun kind of thing. And that was our attitude, and we went over there to, to do this church. Now, now, I've read Romans 1 before, but, but I hadn't, 
You know, it's like, it's like one thing going through trials in life. You know, it just, it's, it's a whole different thing. And it's been an amazing ride at Thorn Creek. We've experienced lots of growth. We got, we've gotten a lot of attention from the denomination because of our growth. And I, I know who's responsible for it because I look in the mirror and I know, you know, if God can use me, he can use you. Let me just tell you that. He can use anybody if God can use me. But uh, something happened that Romans 1-1 came to life in my life. I've been pushing and pushing and pushing, and we've experienced uh, gr- incredible growth when we started churches, and we do all kinds of good stuff. Um, but I hit this wall, this spiritual fatigue wall. And uh, I, I had been hurt, and uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, my, my love for people was diminishing my love for Christians was even diminishing more. I wish I could say Christians act differently than, than non-Christians. That's not the truth. Uh, unfortunately, many times there's, there's just no difference. And, and I, I hit this wall, and, uh, and, and uh, the, the, right around January of 2012, um, I said, uh, boy, I, I was at a very vulnerable place. Very vulnerable place. And... Um, I, I was so vulnerable, I was like, Lord, please don't have anyone call me right now offering me a church, you know, at that place. Um, because I was just concerned. I, I, incidentally, I think God gets blamed for a lot of things. I, I don't think it's always God's will for us to, you know, pack up and move, but I think God gets blamed for a lot of things. And, and your verse that you have, God has not given us a spirit of, of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That had a new meaning in my life during this time. Um, I, I said the S word, and I decided to take a sabbatical. Um, and uh, I had been pushing for 10 years, and I was just done. I was just done. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I put 7,100 miles on my car, and I found out that was good therapy for me. Because there's something just brainless about being on the road and just seeing the lines and processing and praying and processing with my spouse and putting my two kids and and we took off. We took off. We went out east. There was about seven churches that I wanted to hit. And I was meeting with pastors, Nazarene pastors, during the day, during the week. And then I, I had this whole map thing planned out. And uh, I'll just tell you how faithful God is. Um, the, the weekend before I, I took off, and I was at a rough place. I was at a rough place. Uh, I preached out of Joshua. And Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, you know, the Lord says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So um, a lot of times uh, you'll discover preachers preach a message because they need to hear it. It's not necessarily because the crowd needs to hear it. It's because they need to believe it and they need to swallow it. And that's where I was at big times. And the very next day, Monday morning, a friend of mine, and you might know him, Keith Morgan, and uh, pastors a great church here in Colorado Springs, he texts me this. He said, you were on my mind this morning as I spent some time with our great God. I'm excited for your time of sabbatical, and I commit to pray for you each day. May God show you clearly that he is with you, Joshua 1.9. So when he texted me that, I immediately called him and I said, why are you saying Joshua one night? <laughs> did, I, did you listen to my podcast? You know, we podcast and all that stuff. I said, he said, no, Reuben, I have, I have no clue. And I felt like immediately God sent out this 
you know, mass email to all my friends and networks saying, love on Reuben and Grace. They need it big times. Love on them. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that's, how the, that's how it started. I went to, our first stop was in Bentonville, Arkansas. And um, um, I, uh, I ran into a friend there, Mark Snodgrass. He pastors a church, Nazarene church there in Bentonville. It's Walmart City, USA kind of thing. And, um, and he shared a scripture with me out of, a, out of Ezekiel about the valley of, of dry bones. And he told me, Reuben, the Lord wants to blow in you. And, and, and uh, when he said that, I don't know if you've been here before, it's like, like he said that, but I felt like there was a gap between what he was saying and where I was at. You know what I mean? It sounded good, but I'm, I'm over here. It sounds great, and yeah, that, that sounds wonderful, but I'm just over here. And, and maybe you've identified with something like that. God wants to use you, and you're like, yeah, but I'm over here. And, you know, God wants to, God, God, you know, yeah, but I'm over here. And he said that, and I remember that day I, I, I drove to Starbucks, and I was, every, I was very intentional about journaling and praying and, and, uh, and just crying out to God. And, and I, I ran into a gentleman who talked to me about his love for his son. He had been separated for about 28 years from his son, and, and he, he admitted fault. But anyway, as I walked to the car, I, I realized, you know, the Lord just impressed on me his love for me and, um, and Mark's words about God wanting to blow through me. And as soon as I opened up my car door, my styling Honda, I, I, as soon as I opened it up and I sat down, I felt the Spirit of God come over me, and I started bawling like a baby. Pain, anguish, wailing. It was like somebody turned it on and I couldn't shut it off. Okay? This is the tough stuff, you know, the pain and the hurt that you live with. And the only reason why you're doing it, and the Lord reminds me of Romans 1.1, a bondservant of Jesus Christ called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. That means, you know, I tell people all the time, I have no life, but I have an amazing life. I have no life, but I have an amazing life. See, behind every movement of God, there is a bondservant who is sold out to Jesus Christ who completely gives God permission to do whatever he wants. Now, that means you're willing to go anywhere he wants you to go. It's not, God, I will go anywhere as long as I'm two hours from home. That's not, that's not a bondservant. A bondservant is, I'm willing to go anywhere, God, and I'm going to pack up my underwear, and I will do anything you want, and I will talk to anyone you want, and I will, I will seek restoration and reconciliation with anyone you put on my heart. That's a bondservant where being pleasing to God is more important than pleasing other people. That's a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And every movement that you see in history started out with a guy who's lost his life. You take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Every bondservant, every person who's set apart for the gospel, called by God, that's the burden. You know, hurt is wonderful fertilizer for the devil. You just need to know that's wonderful fertilizer for the devil. It's rich, has manure and all kinds of wonderful stuff. Everything grows easy right there. Say, a bondservant of Christ is always guarding their heart. Always, always. You've got to keep it clean. 
When the Lord did that to me in Bentonville, Arkansas, the Lord made it clear to me. He said, Reuben, I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to show you things, but you can't hear it until your heart is clean. You can't receive it until your heart is clean. And right there, I felt like I lost 10 pounds right there in my car. And I was ready to go back up to my Savannah. Like, I'm done. That's enough. I'm done. God wants you to have this clean heart. Our next stop was uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a church called Healing Place Church, Dino Rizzo. Um, Dino Rizzo was there, and a guy named Herbert Cooper was, uh, was preaching. Herbert Cooper is out of a people's church in Oklahoma, if you've heard of that. But Dino Rizzo, he was there, and I remember um, after, after the service, and every service, of course, it was like the Lord was speaking to me kind of thing. And after the service, uh, they were promoting their college group, and, and they, were, they were, you know, they, had a, they were mixing uh, out in the, in the lobby, and it, they were rapping and this kind of thing. And, and, and so they were out in the lobby, and they were just, you know, getting jiggy with it. You know, they were just having some fun and dancing out there. And I remember looking at Dino dance, and he and I talked. And I remember looking at him dance thinking, I just don't want to dance anymore. I can't dance. That joy was not there anymore in my church to, to dance. And there was a time when you know, that was there, but I, I was at a place, and I remember looking at it, and the Lord was just showing me a picture, saying, Reuben, I'm going to do this. Um, bond servants need a word from God. Bond servants recognize the word from God is more important than any other word. I love my wife to death, and I have great people around me and a staff, but you know, there are times when I need a word from God. I don't need a word from a friend. I don't need a word from a spouse. I only have one. I just need a word from God. And bond servants crave God's word all the time. The Lord, uh, I was reading through Isaiah uh, during the sabbatical, and he showed me this verse, uh, Isaiah 45, verse 6, that men may know from the rising to the setting of the sun that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I've discovered in my life, and I bet you could say the same thing for your life. Much of our relationship with Jesus Christ is him teaching you, him teaching me that there's no one else like him. There's no one else like him. There, there's nothing, there's nothing he, you know, he can't do. There is no one else like him. And uh, I remember when I was, in, I was in Pensacola at the time and uh, visiting my, my sister, getting ready to go to the next church. And, and uh, I, uh, we decided to change course on the way back. So we decided to stop at Niagara Falls on the way back. We were going to see the Baseball Hall of Fame, but we decided to do the Niagara Falls thing instead. So um, we, we decided, and I didn't have any accommodations. And I read this verse, and I said, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm just giving you myself. And, and I looked up in the phone book, and my, my first thought is, I'm going to call a Nazarene church, tell them I'm on sabbatical, and can I, can I stay at your place, or can you hook up me with a hotel room or something like that? And so I didn't have any relationships in Niagara Falls. So I, I googled Niagara Falls, and there were about three churches, and the first one uh, had a name. I, I just didn't like the way the name sounded, so I went to the second one. Isn't that funny how people pick churches? So I didn't like the name of the first. So I called the second one, not knowing anyone, and I, I had the call went like this, and I said, hey, um, um, my name um, is, uh, well, I'm, I'm a pastor from, from Colorado, and, and I'm on a sabbatical. I've, I've been through a lot. And I was about to finish, and the person on the other line says, Reuben. And I, 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 uh, I just about lost it right there. And I said, yeah. And he said, um, Reuben, this is Wayne. 
and I don't even know who Wayne is. I'm thinking, Wayne, yeah, Wayne. You know? And then he says, Wayne Hokinson. And he, I go, oh, wow, I didn't know you were a pastor there. He goes, yeah, I just got over here. And, and he said, Reuben, you, you gave me advice years ago that I never forgot. And I've been following you, been following Thorn Creek Church. What can I do for you? I want to love on you. At this point, guys, there's a living God who is bigger than anything else. And he, when he goes before you, you just got to put on your running shoes and you won't be able to catch up. But when God's favor goes before you, oh, it's a great life. Sweet. It, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I started crying on the phone with Wayne. And I told him, Wayne, you have no idea how God is using you right now. God just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. Reuben, there's no other God like me. There's no other God like me. I'm with you. You were my bondservant, called by God, set apart for the gospel. You are mine. I am faithful. You remain faithful. I'm with you. You know, I, I really don't care about anyone else's presence except the presence of Jesus Christ in my life. I really don't. People are fickle. The best are fickle. But Jesus Christ is faithful. And over, immediately God started, God, God started speaking to me and saying, Reuben, I'm going to be with you. You don't have anything to fear. Next day we drove to another church, uh, Elevation Church with Stephen Furtick. Maybe you've heard of that church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and uh, Furtick actually said this really cool quote. I want to share it with you. He said, the last thing you want in your life uh, to be is a cautionary tale of what could have been. Whew. There's plenty of dreamers. There's no shortage of dreamers. But there's a shortage of bond servants. There's a shortage of bond servants for Jesus Christ. We can become so self-seeking even in our attempt to follow Jesus. We can become so self-centered, even in our attempt to follow Jesus. We can lift ourselves up and manipulate conversations so that we become the spotlight of the conversation, even in our attempt to follow Jesus. But it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. The most productive thing you can do is lead someone to Jesus Christ and point your family, your home, and your church to Jesus Christ. The following week, we went to a national church, um, Mark Batterson's church. He wrote um, a lot of good books. And um, Mark was there, and I talked to him as well, and, and he prayed for me, and I appreciated it. And, 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 and after that, we went to a, um, Brooklyn Tabernacle. I'm sure many of you might know that one, Jim Cimbala. And uh, um, Jim Cimbala was, uh, um, it's a, that's from my phone right there, and this one just knocked my socks off. Um, the worship pastor there at Brooklyn Tab, he, he did not get the memo that you need to be culturally relevant. The guy was a blast from the past, from the early 1980s, Italian guy, looking, his dress looked like he was from a throwback of 1981. I will tell you what, I never sensed the Spirit of God anywhere like this church, ever. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Reuben, you be my bondservant. You're called by me, set apart for the gospel, and I will pour my spirit on Thorn Creek Church like I'm doing it right here. What a, what a sad, wasted life to go through life without ever 
experiencing the Spirit of God. What a sad life. What I've discovered is when you completely surrender and there's no boundaries and it's not about you, it's about his kingdom and you completely empty yourself out. It's not about your ego. It's not about any of that stuff. It's not about your will or your desires. God goes before you and he blesses. Sibylla said this, and he put his hand on my shoulder and prayed for me, and I appreciate that. But he said, sometimes you can face mountains in life, but the pebble will kill you. The smallest things in life can cave you in. So true. You look at Elijah. The guy's a rock star. On um, you know, Mount Carmel, he gets a letter from Jezebel, an email, and he blows it. I can't tell you how many times pastors, even students, there's something that happens, a small thing, and it trips you up, and all of a sudden you're discouraged, and you, and you, just, you just have a hard time going through with it. Um, the next church we visited was a Hillsong uh, church in New York City. Um, <clears throat> we were there, and that picture that we have up there, that's uh, people are waiting an hour and a half outside to get into church. An hour and a half outside. They're walking around passing out lemonade and stuff. And, and if you have children, it's like fast pass at Disney World. You get to go ahead. So I totally used my eight-year-old girl to get in there. So we went in there, and uh, it was about an hour and a half service. And there were about 150 people, including myself, that were standing the entire service. I'm saying all this to say there's no substitute than the Spirit of God. No substitute in the Spirit of God. Um, I, uh, I, I came back from this thing, and um, uh, Herbert Cooper said this, details rarely accompany the dreams God give you. But remember this, adversity stands between you and your dream. Adversity stands between you and your dream. See, bond servants, they push through. Bond servants remain faithful even though it seems unfair. Bond servants are passionate about following Jesus Christ. There's a shortage of bond servants, friends. There's a shortage. How cool would it be if every single one of you became a bond servant for life? Here's the reality. Many times, and professors will tell you this in, in, in school, many times, many people have intentions on being a bondservant, have calling from God, then they drop away, become a plumber or something like that and sell Amway or something. If you're truly a bondservant of Jesus Christ, you can't do anything else. You can't do anything else. You're called by God, set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You do not own your life. You do not own your life. I think i got to wrap this up, brother. I want to give you an opportunity, guys, to just respond. Uh, I, have, I have no doubt that the Lord is speaking to some of you right now, and maybe you haven't made that decision to be a Romans 1-1 servant of the Lord. You haven't made that decision to be a bond servant for life. 
I have no doubt that God has a plan for you, and it's bigger than your plan. And it may not even look like what you think it's going to look like, but, but success is being obedient, to, being obedient to God. That's what success is. Success is being faithful to God. It has nothing to do with numbers. That's what success is. And when you lose yourself, you deny yourself is what Jesus said, and you become his bondservant, called by God, set apart for the gospel, and you get past your own selfish desires and your own hang-ups, and you humble yourself for the Lord, that's when you become useful for God. That's when you become useful for the Lord. And you're not going to hear the Lord until you humble yourself. You will not hear from God until you humble yourself. Let him do a deep work in your heart through the power of God's Holy Spirit. Let him circumcise that heart of yours because you're a stubborn person. And God will then speak to you about what he has in mind. That makes sense? Let's uh, wrap this up. You guys, hey, we have, um, you, you know what these things are. Let's, uh, if you, you want to come forward and, and become a bondservant, you're going to make that decision. I invite you to do it and do it for the right reason. Don't go through the motion. Just, let's get right with God. God, continue to move in the hearts of these guys and Young men and young women, Lord, and you have a future for each one, Lord, and I pray you just stir each heart according to your will. May you be glorified, Jesus, in all we say and do, and in our life, God. We're your bondservant called by you, set apart for your gospel, in Jesus' name.